they maybe just need to consider that North Dakota fans might not be advanced enough to use StubHub. <laughs> <laughs> Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. Welcome to episode 26 of season four of the Chasing McNaughton Podcast presented by Tech Hockey Guide and once again recorded from the state of hockey. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey, everyone. Rob Gilreath. Hey, guys. And Matt Cavender. What is going on, everybody? Well, I've spent most of my evening trying to coordinate a second bus of Misfits and Pep Banders to Allentown. Uh, we reached out to uh, Connor Eargood from uh, MichiganDaily.com to talk about the Allentown Regional, since that's where we'll be. Thanks for joining us, Connor. Hey, thanks for having me. How you doing? Pretty good. Um, I mean, I, I wasn't as happy when the announcement was made as I am now that I've done some research. So I'm just glad that we get to stay in the Midwest and go to New York. <laughs> <our city. laughs> yeah, my favorite part of the Midwest. My favorite part of the Midwest is the one that's an hour and 20 minutes from New York City. Yeah. 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 We get to fly into LaGuardia. Yeah. Uh, this week, we'll talk about the Allentown Regional, touch on what happened in Mankato over the weekend, and highlight some of the things from the Joshon Hour. Anything else you want to talk about, guys? No, we no, probably I have, we'll have to talk plenty, about there. plenty of time there. Yeah, we'll talk. I guess the one other thing we said we'd talk about is is the bracket and how it all played out, not just Allentown, but, but we'll cover that. All right, let's do the thank you notes, plus a brief note from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with Connor Eardrick. We fund everything a tech hockey guide from listeners like you. You can show your support by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash tech hockey guide. Whether you're interested in question priority, access to patron only Zoom chats with coaches and players, instat deep dives, extended versions of the podcast, unedited video or audio, early access or commercial free listening, there's a level for you. We also now have 15% discounts off annual memberships with tiers ranging from $2 to $50 per month. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. So let's get right into thing. Uh, I guess we can start with uh, the bracket. Uh, Connor, what were your thoughts on how the bracket was played out by the selection committee? Um. Well, the what are they calling it? The region of doom with... Uh with Minnesota, uh, St. Cloud State and Minnesota State together out in Fargo. Um, that's a heck of a regional. Um, whatever team comes out of there is going to probably be be beat down a little bit, um, going to be super competitive. But, uh, I I mean, the committee was kind of forced to, to do that, right? Like Penn State couldn't go out there if they're hosting in Allentown. Um, they probably weren't going to send Harvard all that way either if they were a two seed. Um, it, it just shaped up that way. And like, it's, it's a short trip for those three teams. Um, Canisius from Buffalo, they have a little bit of a track. Um, but I mean, if you, if you're going to be the best, right. If you're going to make the frozen four, if you're going to win a, a national title, you got to beat the best. So I, yeah, I don't been, see what all, I don't see what all the fuss is about, you know, yeah, I've been a little surprised <laughs> with the gopher fan reaction because yeah, like I, I, I understand that you could be frustrated that you, you didn't get the seven, but the difference between six and seven was what 17 thousands yeah. of a of the rpi Wait, point 
let's let's be honest. I mean, they're complaining about the numbers next to the team, but what they're really upset about is they're in a region with St. Cloud State and Mankato, two teams that have had their number in the last five years. Yeah. yeah. It has nothing also... to do with the number. And, yeah. and two teams also that have just, been very uh, good in tournament play the last few years, right? Mm-hmm. There's yeah. also the simple fact that that region is just going to cannibalize all the Minnesota teams one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what's frustrating a lot of just Minnesota hockey fans in general. And that just kind of makes me do this thing. But, you know, <laughs> I know as a I know as a tech fan and, and even Dustin as our bracketologist, we were all kind of a little surprised that the committee shifted around the three ba- the third band. Yeah, that's that's what I didn't quite understand the reasoning behind other than. I guess attendance, but it's not like Ohio State is helping Bridgeport. Um, I, I guess it's, it's Michigan not Tech is really what's that? That's not it's a not t- attendance. No, because because the the North Dakota fans still have to sell their tickets for it to matter in Fargo at all. Yeah. Now that's the that's the next thing that all the Minnesota fans are upset about on Twitter is apparently there are no tickets on the secondary market on StubHub yet for that regional. The <laughs> North Dakota fans aren't selling them. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Why wouldn't I'm I wouldn't like I feel like the only way you'd get them like the like if Michigan Tech was somehow there instead of Minnesota State and that's how it played out. It seems like the best way to do it is exactly what we're doing, where it's like send a tech fan to the regional, sell it to us, you know, and we'll give it to a tech fan kind of thing versus them putting him out on the market so a gopher fan can buy him, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I made I made the point that they're I mean, they maybe just need to consider that North Dakota fans might not be advanced enough to use StubHub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's possible. Or they just still want to take their weekend trip to Fargo, you know, like go to the yeah. big city, right? Hey, that's probably all, true too. They all gotta go look at the tree. Yeah. Check out JC Panties. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad we're not going to Fargo just in terms not just because of the teams that are there, but just I, I'm so glad I'm not going that direction. Well, I'm, I'm guessing you're also <laughs> glad now that we have a plan that you're not going to Bridgeport again either, even though I think that trip no i have no problem fun, but... that trip would have been fun I, I would have enjoyed the the fact that you can easily for someone who's not from the east coast and you know is allergic to a car trip uh <laughs> drive between those two regionals each night and basically make it a hockey weekend of all the hockey possible would have been fantastic because going to the games in bridgeport and manchester would have been a ton of fun and yeah, would have one hundred percent been what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, so I, I am sad that we're not getting to see a whole lot of hockey. Allentown, unfortunately, being split with Bridgeport or being on the same day as Bridgeport means you can't do the Allentown to Bridgeport driving. You the Allentown to Manchester driving is a little bit too much, <laughs> and it's also the same but, day as the D three Frozen Four, so we can't do that either. I think. Yep. So either way, it's uh, it, it's a missed opportunity for for driving, but it is an area of the country I've not seen much of. So I'm not sad to to go to uh, to New York and uh, whatever little chunk of Pennsylvania we're going to. I also know you're not an NHL guy, Rob, but on the off day, there is the uh, Flyers Red Wings game in Philadelphia. Yeah, we're not doing that. We, are, we already talked about not getting murdered by going to a Flyers game. You're not paying to see America's team. 
that that was our off day that was our off day uh, activity last year out in uh, loveland though we did go to the have was abs it was abs yeah. flyers wasn't it oh wow it might have been it was i'm pretty sure it was well, abs telling flyers, you to be a flyers so. fan rob yeah <laughs> apparently i'm supposed to like philadelphia <laughs> Like go to three of their games, does that automatically mean I need to start buying jerseys? <laughs> please, please don't buy any kind of Philadelphia paraphernalia. There's only one acceptable piece of Philadelphia attire to own, and that is anything with gritty on it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, but no, it doesn't look like it's too bad. You know, we're right next to a little bit of history there with Bethlehem Steel and all that stuff. I didn't realize that that mill is just basically a completely defunct thing in the chunk of the middle of town there. So that seems kind of neat. I was hoping we could try and find something about uh, Bethlehem Steel FC, the greatest soccer club in United States history, but I haven't found anything (laughs) where we could actually check anything out about that. But yeah, they won like seven U.S. Open Cups, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it looks look too bad. Yeah, I know the hotel we stayed at last year had a little exhibit about them, I think. Okay. They had these, like, it's an old, like, church slash, like, these rows of, like, like motel-type houses. It's really weird. It's, it was called the Park View Inn. Um, I wouldn't recommend staying there, um, but they had really good waffles in the morning. But uh, they had these, like, you know, like, you know how schools have, like, the little, like, exhibition, like, shadow box things in the wall where they put, like, people's artwork? It was, like, those, but it was, like, local history, so it was pretty cool. They had, like, the, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, like, a bunch of history about them, some minor league hockey, and then they had, like, steel stuff, soccer. Like, it was pretty cool. Cool. It's 2.8 stars, yeah. Not yeah. Really great. The waffles were good. That's probably where two of the stars came from. But... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Two stars for the waffle. So what did you do on the die? <laughs> what did you do on the off day last year? Um, we went to Philadelphia. So okay. we we covered. Uh, they had like a presser at two, I think. So we listened to that from Michigan, rode off of that, and then then went to the city. So okay. it was it was cool. We did a lot of walking. Um, we went to apparently the worst cheesesteak place. We went to uh, I think it was Pat's. Oh yeah, apparently don't not no, the no. one to go to. No, no. So, if you go yeah. back, let me know. I'll tell you which ones to go to. Okay, it sweet. ain't that one. It's not Pats and it's not Geno's. Those, yeah. Are Usually the ones that are marketed a lot aren't the best. No, uh, I, I think my favorite lately. of the marketed ones is Tony Luke's. They have a very good one with, with the proper cheese, not whiz. God, um, but yeah, <laughs> I actually, I went there. I had to go to Drexel, Drexel University for some work training. So I was there for like a week solid and i tried a different cheesesteak for lunch and dinner every night nice <laughs> i love that so, yeah, uh, your blood pressure loved you that yeah. <laughs> one of them gave me food poisoning i'm not sure which one but one of them did and ruined my weekend so jeez all right that was a so fun trip anyway kind of get back to the topic at hand here so connor <laughs> two questions the first is as as uh, fans that don't get to watch a whole lot of Big Ten hockey, what can you tell us about Penn State and how are you feeling about your chances against Colgate? Um, yeah, <laughs> well, Michigan against Colgate, I think Michigan's going to win that one. Um, some some just tells me no. Uh, Michigan's trending. <laughs> at, tre- Michigan's trending at the right time. Um, as long as they don't make a ton of mistakes, as long as they they play back when their defense is is moving up, guys like Luke Hughes, as long as they cover for him, um, it it should be pretty easy against them. 
Colgate's going to play back. They're going to play um, on their heels a little bit because it, it's Michigan. You can't give them much space. Um, they they should be fine against Colgate. Um, Penn State side of things. So imagine like uh, I don't know if you guys ever play like the NHL like games or anything, but you know how some people just shoot everything on net, and that's like their strategy, and eventually yeah. something will go in. Oh, so imagine, it's a regular guy Gadowski team. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it just every shot that you can take, eventually one of them will go in. That's how Penn State plays. Yeah, um, I call it them be, the it shoot could first, be the ask questions later. Yeah, it could be the goalie. Like Liam Soulier could shoot at 200 feet, and they would like <laughs> celebrate that. Um, he'd probably get more playing time. Um, fun fact: he has a SoundCloud. Uh, it's called Lil Scoops, um, and he's a SoundCloud rapper. In addition to being, is that a uh, Z a or an S? Uh, I believe it's <laughs> a C. I... I believe it's a Z. I'm looking this up immediately. It's L-I-L-S-K-O-O-P-S. And it's a picture of him. I swear he had to have been in juniors. He looks pretty, like, not super young, but, like, younger than he is now. All right, hold on. It's been so long since I fired up SoundCloud. It's taking forever to load up. Maybe, that'll be, maybe that can be the intro oh, for your pod this week. <laughs> we'll have to K-O-O-P-S. Check some of that on. I was hoping – I was going to try and – my. I don't have my daughter again until – uh, I think I have her Wednesday night, but that's a little late to tack on some music. But I was going to try and get her to sing some lyrics from Allentown, the the Billy Joel song, and throw uh, that on. How, how do we spell How do we spell this little scoops here? L I L S K O O P S. Here, I'll I'll bring it up to you. You see the one that's capital L, capital S, or lowercase L, lowercase S? Because there are indeed two of them. There are indeed Well, while you're working on that, what do you guys? We'll talk a little bit about the the Mankato Championship game since we should probably cover that. It was an interesting game for sure. I think the best part of being on Discord, which you missed out on, Dustin, was the play-by-play from. Uh, uh, I forget who Code Monkey telling us what Joe's reaction to the game because they were all watching at the B and B. Yeah, the fact <laughs> they were at the B and B was pretty fantastic. Whoops, yeah. link. So okay. uh, it was kind of fun watching watching or hearing hearing his reaction to each goal and everything else. Northern got out to a two nothing lead. I forget when the second goal happened, uh, but with like what two and a half minutes left in the game, they're up two nothing. They had just killed off a five-on-three power play uh, and then ended up giving up two extra attacker goals to tie it, and then Mankato scored uh, a goal in overtime that counted the first time and uh, did not need to be reviewed an hour later. So that was kind of cool that uh, it ended on a legit goal that uh, the first time. And not not controversial. No, no controversy. Yeah. No. I, I gotta say, I thought Northern had it once they killed off the five on three. It, you know, at the start of that five on three, I'm like, oh, this is you know, Mankato's going to do it now. They're going to they break the it. They're going to break one and then get yep. another one at some point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as soon as that was killed off, I'm like, I thought, I thought Northern had it at that point, but no. But it, it's got to be tough because it's basically going to be the same players killing off that five on three that kill off. Right. Know, that's their true. Chapter time. So. They're mm-hmm. exhausted. But Nakato wins it again. <laughs> yeah. They're four Both for four the on regular season. trophies. Yep. 
Yeah, it's frustrating to see some not them win, but I can't admit that I was sad to see Northern lose. It's one of those from a tech fan perspective. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't type of thing. Like, I like the whole UP power to UP schools going. I think it's awesome. But at the same time, I don't ever hope those two schools to be tech in Northern. I hope they're tech in Lake State. So uh, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't I gotta, sad to see see Northern lose. <laughs> I, I would be one, you know, I was definitely rooting for Mankato at, uh, at that point. But you have to, if things would have broken a little differently and there's a chance to get Northern in, Mankato in with a Northern win, I probably would have flipped and, you know, been on the Northern bandwagon for a night just to try to get three teams in. Yeah, I think the real heartbreaking story of the whole weekend is the blast bubble team being Alaska. Yeah, yeah, that sucks that, that they that's just just, so just brutal that they are they are that close to it, and unfortunately, uh, you know, we we contributed by losing <laughs> to to their pairwise dropping because they were right there on the bubble, and even with the way that the the games the game the initial games that night were going, they were. They were, you know, basically screwed. Then everything flipped with overtime except for the Colgate game, uh, which ends up killing them, right? I think if uh, – I believe the stuff was if uh, if Harvard had, had won, they would have been all right, right? Yeah. So, or it, if Merrimack just, had lost the day before. Right. Like they had – everything went their way except for a single game. That's just brutal to be that last team out. No. And especially as an independent too, to to do so well and like, I mean, yeah. the margin for error is so slim and you get so close and then, you know, you, you fall just short. Like, shout out to the program for for doing that as an independent, but um, it just shows yep. how much like the conferences dominate college hockey nowadays. Yeah, like I mean, it's expected, right? Like that's why you organize a conference, but um, really going to be really hard for independents to to make it if Alaska gets so close and doesn't, you know. It's good for the. Yep. The, the idea of independence though that that Arizona State pulled it off and that Alaska got yeah. that close that that's a good thing to right. keep to keep them having you know more than they've they've got a puncher's chance uh and hopefully as the the independence overall gets stronger that, that they get the better chance so and like Joe said on the show today if tech doesn't sweep them Alaska's probably in and tech's probably out mm-hmm who would have thought that, that was such an important series back in October? Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, we the show. I think the Joe show after that was one of the first times Joe talked about not thinking this team was going to win many games and how he thought the locker room should really savor a sweep like that, and then come back, <laughs> come to the end of the season, and here they are uh, in the tournament, partially because of that series. So, yeah, uh, so. Beyond the like shooting, well, I guess did we figure out who? So which one is it for this this rapper? The, the... um, it it's Lil Scoops. Um, he's the L-I-L-S-K-O-O-P-S. capital L K O O P S. Yeah, okay. yeah, he's the capital L capital S, not the lowercase L lowercase S, okay. because there are two Lil Scoops out there. He is the okay. one that actually has a picture and more than five followers. Okay, yeah. and he's the one in the, of... the back right in the photo as well. Okay. Um, is is one a, an imposter? Does he have like a like I, an imposter? I think it's just one of his buddies. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Probably a teammate. Fun. 
Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's not is. my own original research, by the way. That's the uh, the Michigan Children of Yo student section. Um, that like <laughs> a bunch of people DM me that and we're like, you should write about this. And I'm like, yeah, we're not doing that, but thank you because this is free entertainment. <laughs> well, we we'll, we'll definitely provide some uh, ammunition to the misfits. So it's good to see that student sections have not uh, changed in twenty years. Yeah. And that online digging up of whatever they can is still fodder. Yeah, this was before my time, but I know the Misfits before my time used to do poke the goalie where they'd find the goalie on Facebook and everyone would just poke them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we used to do that. That the good times. Um so so with Michigan Tech sound defense, what other than the fact that we expect Penn State to put up a bunch of shots, what do you? How do you think the game goes? Um, I I feel like I know Penn State's the higher seed, right? But I feel like Tech Tech should feel pretty good about this, um, considering that Penn State has really the second half of the season really kind of declined. Um, in the Big Ten, they went from being like first or second place, I think, or they were a few. It might have been two or three points behind Minnesota. They kind of imploded uh, down the second half. They got swept by Michigan. Uh, I think even Wisconsin might have given them a run for their money at one point. Mm-hmm. Lost again to Minnesota. Then again, though, everyone did. Um, and I, I believe they did all right against Ohio State, but they struggled against teams like Notre Dame and Michigan State as well um, that didn't make the tournament. Were close, but but weren't able to get in. Um, they just I, – I don't know if it was a locker room issue. Or they weren't super injured or banged up or anything. Um, they just kind of lost their confidence there. Um, and and obviously getting bounced in the first weekend uh, of the Big Ten tournament, they haven't played in like three weeks. Um, so it's going to be a team that's a little bit – I don't want to call them rusty or anything, but hasn't really had those live reps and have really been only hitting themselves. Um, and, and that always always seems to lead to, to some wonky things happening in the uh, in the early games. Uh, yeah, so this is it's, the, it's the only matchup between two teams that had last weekend off, right? Yeah. I know Tech only had one week off, but Penn State had two because they lost to uh, yeah. Ohio State in the first round. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, I think there's something like five, ten, and one in their last sixteen or something, and um, it doesn't look like they're their special teams have been all that great, but how much of that would you put on the fact that a lot of their games are against the big 10, who's pretty powerful when it comes to special teams? I would credit it to that. Um, Especially like big 10 teams are traditionally pretty, pretty good in the power play. Um, Penalty kills have been kind of off lately for the big 10, it seems, um, especially for Michigan. Uh, But we we can get into that, get into that. If we talk about Michigan, Um, it it seems like, yeah, part of that is just playing against a conference where, you know, six out of the seven teams are in the top 20 pairwise, top 16, um, or no, top 20. Notre Dame is like 19th, I think. Don't yeah. quote me on that. Um, but yeah, they're, they kind of got banged up. I think they ended up six in the conference. Like that just shows, shows you how much depth is in, in the big 10 this year. Um, a lot of that, it's just because they won a lot of non-conference games, even Wisconsin did. Um, so that kind of inflates things. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, it, it, part of that was the conference for sure. I know I know it's not the easiest thing in the world to go 10 and 0 against in non-conference but when you play 8 of them at home and 6 of them against the Atlantic Hockey it seems like that makes it a little easier. Yeah, right. Yeah, so they their only road games were like a home and home with Mercyhurst and RIT and then they hosted Canisius, St. Thomas and I forget the other one now. 
What was the other one? Nisha St. Thomas, Mercyhurst. RIT. But they hosted Fairbanks as well. Oh, and Alaska. And, and Alaska. Yeah. That was Slept the other Yeah. Good team. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, yeah. And I know when, when the bracket originally dropped, I was a little frustrated because we had expected Bridgeport and had kind of started making plans on how we were going to do our trip and kind of cover all of New England and go to Manchester and Maine and everything else. And, uh, and I also kind of felt like the being the 10 playing Harvard and Quinnipiac felt or most likely Quinnipiac felt like a path that was doable overall um, and reminded me a lot of when UMD got sent out there, I think in 2011, somewhere out East to play. I forget who it was, but it was, they ended up playing two ECAC teams and it, and it reminded me a lot of that where it felt like we really had a path to the frozen four. Whereas now that I've looked into Penn state, it certainly feels like this is our best shot to get the monkey off our back since probably the St. Cloud game, uh, back in at, at Fargo and, when was that? 2016, 2017? I forget now. Um, but uh, obviously, I think even though Michigan is seated a little lower, I think the, the prospect of getting to the Frozen Four is that much more difficult that Michigan's there versus Quinnipiac. Uh, and I don't think it has anything to do with the quality of the team. I think it's just a matchup thing. I think, I think Tech against Quinnipiac, it's a matchup that while Quinnipiac is extremely good. And can like score at a high level. They, they're yeah. not a high octane team. And they like the the like like I think uh, uh Dave Ellis said something on USCHO about it, about how like yes, Penn State puts up the shots, but they're not gonna they're not gonna be creating a bunch of mismatches with speed and skill that we can't keep up with. Whereas and and Quinnipiac wouldn't either. Like Quinnipiac and Penn State aren't going to do that to us, but they're going to play like Quinnipiac's going to play that sound defense. And then it's all just about who has the better goaltender that day and who gets the breaks when the breaks come. And, you know, hoping that this time around none of our players randomly get hurt or get five minute majors three minutes into the game or whatever. Uh, but yeah, whereas Michigan, Minnesota, those kind of teams, I mean, it could be three nothing on tech like it was against Northern in, in ten minutes and then what? You're chasing a team that's that good and it's just really tough. So I, I think you know, like I said, I think we have the best shot out of the four possible teams for the two band, but at the same time, uh, the path to get to Tampa is harder than it would have been in Bridgeport. We'll see. Um, uh, I don't know. What, so what are you? So if Tech wins and uh, and Colgate doesn't, uh, what are your thoughts on the Michigan Michigan Tech matchup? Like the bracket you posted earlier today as a as a <laughs> bit of a joke. Yeah. Uh, full full context. We were saying before uh, the bracket I posted. If anyone sees that was a joke. Uh, I don't actually think Western Michigan is going to win a national championship. Although it'd be really cool to see. Um, depending on your definition of cool. Um, but no, I, I, I think with, with Michigan, like they're a very young team and, and not so much young as in like, you know, the roster is, has a dozen freshmen, right. But young in the sense that like, 
they can make a lot of mistakes, um, especially in terms of like positioning and structure and like not covering for each other, um, especially when you have an active like blue line that's going to step up guys like Ethan Edwards, Seamus Casey, uh, Luke Hughes that are going to jump up in into the play and, and try to you know dangle around someone or, or make some sort of play. At times this season, they haven't done a good job of like covering that. Um, and, and the Big Ten really exploited that. Um, that's why they were splitting series, losing on Friday and then bouncing back on Saturday for it felt like a kind of a rinse and repeat cycle for, for what, two months, three months almost of the season, um, if, if you count Christmas in that. Um, so it, it's just like, I don't, I don't know, they have to play discipline with the penalties, of course. They're, the, I believe, the most penalized team in college hockey still. Um, they've been doing a good job of that lately. They've been doing a good job of of staying in in position and, and covering for each other. Uh, if Michigan doesn't do that, though, like they're they're real easy to beat. Um, Eric Portillo has been, I, I don't want to say bad this season in net, um, but he he's definitely had probably a dozen or so goals that he wants back at the end of the season that he's probably going to take a good long look at in film. Uh, when he's approaching next season, um, whether that's professionally or with Michigan. Um, so if you can get to the net, if you can create a little chaos, Michigan doesn't doesn't necessarily thrive on that in the defensive zone. And, and you saw that with Minnesota uh, getting three goals off the rush, um, including one that was just a, a fluke bounce that ended up being a two-on-o break. Uh, Portillo had no chance on that one. It, if Michigan can didn't have enough time mistakes, to knock the pegs off the... the yeah, um, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> as, as somebody in Minnesota who's seen a lot of Twitter lately, I had to comment on on how yeah. much it seems like he knocks the net off. Yeah, and it's funny. Justin Close doesn't knock it off <laughs> on the same net, same pegs, and they're brand new pegs. But it did seem like that net came off really easy in that one video with the with him making the glove save. Yeah. Like it didn't seem like it it held up hardly at all to the pressure yeah. from the goalie. It, and it was part of it weird. too is he's like six, six and he's a big boy. So I think yeah. sometimes he just forgets that he's big and forgets where he's at. And then all of a sudden he's putting all his body weight to push off that post and it's just going to go. Yeah. And like, that's, that's something he's got to work on because if, if he continues to do that, like the pro leagues are going to call that if, if he, if he has this reputation and goes into that. Um, and I'm it'll honestly be... surprised it didn't get watched at at Minnesota just because he does have that reputation. Well, and I'm I, it'll be interesting to see how that impacts this weekend because it won't be Big Ten refs that maybe do or don't know, and it'll be some other refs that maybe are more likely to call something like that. It'll that right. that could be very interesting how that plays out this weekend with the way he yeah. plays the post. A hundred percent, and like. So... And... <laughs> it's always fun to see how the the different refs uh, when you mix it up for the tournament. You see the the Eastern refs refing Western teams that they're not used to, and vice versa. And, and it's always fun to kind of watch that first period of teams kind of figuring out what the hell's going on because the refing style is so different between the two. Uh, yeah. So it's it's one of my favorite parts of the tournament is that that little bit of unexpectedness you tend to get there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and with Michigan, too, like being the most penalized team, a lot of that came from from a certain few groups of refs. Uh, Andrew Brueggemann, or Brueggemann, however you say it, really called them hard um, all season. Uh, and Satarski, I think, was the other ref that really called them hard. Um, other than that, they've done well with, with other officials. Um, I don't know if it's just they see something different than those two officials or what. Um, but depending on the crew, like Michigan could either have like one or two penalties or they could just have a parade of guys to the box. Like that's kind of how their season's gone. A um, lot, a lot of majors. They, for some reason, like Adam Fantilli, especially um, seems, seems to aim for that, <laughs> not aim for the hat. I shouldn't say that, but like 
seems to put himself in a position where he's going to light someone up and it's going to look really bad in college hockey. Um, and, and so that's Michigan does not need that to happen um, to the, the nation's leading scorer and, and the guy that kind of stirs their offense. So with, with the imbalance you say about some games, they only get a couple and other games they get a lot. How much does that play into like the comments your coach had after the, the what was it, the Michigan State series where he was kind of calling out Michigan State for only being able to play with them if they goon it up, but Michigan's the one with the most penalties? It felt yeah, kind of um, like an off comment. Well, first, I don't play for him. Uh, That's right. I know you cover them. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. we cover him. Yeah. Um, but um, he... I think part of that was was taken a little bit out of out of context as in like it almost pitted the two teams against each other in terms of a program standpoint. Um, I, I don't think it was a shot necessarily at Michigan State. I think it was just that game. It got real physical. Um, okay. You know, Fantilli gets gets the boot because he gets into a scrap um, and then the glove fell off. And, and, you know, however you interpret the the cross checking and, and fighting and whatever you want to call it, um, whatever it was, they both got disqualified for the next game. Um, they just have to have emotional control. Uh, and I, and I feel like that's the issue there. And that's part of the, the youth, right? Like they haven't yeah. seen that they get frustrated. You know, he just turned 18 and during the season, I think, you know, really okay. wants to make a name for himself is probably going to be a top three NHL draft pick. And if someone plays him hard, he's got that temper. He's a competitor. Um, and, and so it's just about controlling that and channeling it instead of hitting someone and, you know, lighting them up with the stick, putting, putting it in the net and, and putting it on the scoreboard. Uh, and and that's where like Michigan last season did a, a good job of that guys like Brennan Versan, Thomas Bordalo, like started the season, very aggressive, um, getting into scrums, getting booted in the last five minutes of a game. Uh, and, and down the stretch, they really turned that into um, them scoring at a, a greater, greater clip and, and making teams pay that way. So they just got to do that. Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help Northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at livoniatech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A tech dot net. Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Hodag. Look online at FibkeDental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E dental.com. Well, and then I, I, when you, when you did wrote your article about him, uh, like the negativity around the idea of him, like dropping in to do that spot on the broadcast and all that stuff. Somebody that I follow on a friend of mine on Facebook shared it, I think. And of all the people to comment on it, because he must be friends with somebody that posted it, Mike Sertich, the former coach of Tech and Duluth, commented something about how we should leave Pearson alone. And I was like, he's kind of doing this to himself. If he wants to go away and not do anything, like 
that we'll leave him alone, but he's not doing that. He's keeping yeah. himself around for no good reason. So no, but and that's and that's other the than his delusion. For me, yeah. like you know, I I don't want to like target the guy as a journalist, right? Like I don't want to over-report it and like make it seem like a tabloid. But like when there's effects on people in the program, like you know that that then it becomes my job to report that and and, and yeah. talk about it and try to try to create a solution or, or fix it a, a, to some way so people know about it. Um, and, and can make proper solutions, especially for the athletics department. Because um, I'm sure, as you guys have seen, Michigan isn't exactly the most transparent um, <laughs> athletics department, to say the least. Um, yeah, yeah I think, um, I think it's ahead, key. The, one of the key parts of that, what you said, Tim, is it's, he's bringing it on himself. Like, yeah. this whole, everything that's happened, he's brought on himself. Yeah. So, like, if he just wants know. to go live on, like, the beach in Grand Haven or whatever, like we're all going to leave him alone, but he's not doing that. He's inserting himself into the Michigan hockey when that report should have basically meant that he should stay away from it. And they're not yeah. doing that and it deserves scrutiny. Yeah. And Connor, I don't mean to pump your tires way too much, but I thought your, your piece was pretty much dead on about how, like, cause you, like you said, you could have made this a tabloid every time you showed up, you could have said something, but this is like a season long thing where he was going yeah. into areas that were beyond the scope of what the, the a ticket holder privilege yeah. is like just a standard member of the public. And the fact that Michigan allowed it to continue for this long and that he was able to sit on big 10 network and talk yeah. like while not being the coach when no one, knew anything about it. It was just like a bad look for the athletic department. I thought you did a, I think yeah. you did a good job of, of figuring out where that line was and appropriate and like talking about it appropriately. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was tough to, to write about obviously. Um, but glad it, glad it was, was received well and, uh, and got to the point I, I wanted it to, to make. So. Yeah. Yeah. What else do we want to talk about? We didn't talk a whole lot about Penn State or I mean we talked some, but is there more we want to talk about the matchup from a from a tech hockey guide standpoint, guys? I don't know. I mean, I feel like we, we covered it a decent amount. Yeah. How they play I'll and... add a little bit if, if you sure. guys are cool with that. All right. Go ahead. Watch yeah. out for number twenty six, Ashton Calder. Um you guys should know a little bit about him because he played for Lake Superior <laughs> State a few years sounds, ago and then North sounds Dakota. Familiar. Yeah. 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 Real good player. Um, not necessarily like the guy that's going to be the leading scorer on a team, but he's good when it comes to the postseason. Um, he, he was really good for North Dakota last season, especially in uh, the NCHC tournament. Um, he's going to be a problem. And then Kevin Wall um, is, is pretty good. Xander Lampa has a thing to, about scoring against Michigan. Uh, <laughs> he had like seven goals and five of them were against the Wolverines. Um, so I, I don't know if he like just, just hated Michigan growing up and it just drives him as a person. Um, but you know, he just seems to, to rise to that game. So he might also yeah. be a problem. Um, like Ken Griffey jr. And the Yankees kind of a deal. Yeah, exactly. Like just, just <laughs> re reaches that like all-star level against one team and then is average against everybody else. But you really want him for that one series, <laughs> you know? So I guess Ken Griffey jr. Wasn't really average against everyone else, but We'll, we'll say Xander Lamp is average against everyone else. I think we can we can stick <laughs> with that one. I think that's a safe safe statement to make. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea that Ashton Calder was still around after his year at North Dakota, so that's interesting yeah. for sure. Yeah, good old fifth years. <laughs> a couple more seasons of that. 
Yeah. And then that'll be over soon. What? Two more years of that? Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think, I don't know. We talked about how much I think this is a very winnable game. I, I have a feeling we will be overpicked in brackets to some extent, especially with, if people look into like Penn state's last couple months of record and all that stuff. Um, it is intriguing to me that, you know, they talk about, I've seen a couple tweets about how, you know, in the, in the whole discussion about Minnesota and the fans, they're wishing they got sent to Allentown. I saw a couple comments about like, why do you want to go there? So you can, like, you're basically choosing between having a bunch of North Dakota fans rooting against you or a sold out rink of Penn state fans. And I'm like, it's not even half sold out when I look this more, like when, when Rob bought tickets for us yesterday, there were lots of tickets all over that stadium still available. So it's not now granted it could be some of it could be what uh, one of our other patrons found where some of the tickets that they say you can buy all session actually aren't available all session because somebody bought one of the nights. And he actually said a bunch of them where people were buying up Sunday tickets for some reason, which I found very odd. Um huh. And, you know, maybe it's people can't travel, but I don't, I wouldn't think you would buy the Sunday ticket till you knew your team was in the game if you can't go Friday. Unless they're going for resale? No, they're all, it's all still original sale, I think. So I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine people are already selling their, I don't know. It's weird. And it's it's not like even even Michigan fans that, you know, have a right to be somewhat confident that they're going to win. Yeah, there doesn't make sense for them to buy them either because there's going to be tickets available Sunday, no matter what. Because two teams' fan bases are going to be selling tickets, yeah, that aren't going to go Sunday. And it's not currently close to sold out, so even if that doesn't happen, there should still be tickets available. Uh, there's a lot of seats that show show yeah. available still. Yeah, I'm looking right now. Uh, there's quite a bit. Yeah, quite a bit uh, that's that's open there. Although I looked at the I looked at the pack the full package. Let's see here if we look at just Friday and and uh and Sunday. There's only five sections that show no availability. There there's only a couple that actually show high availability. Most of them are down to low. So uh it does look like the the bottom bowl is is pretty decently sold out at this point huh. or or marked. So Either you know they're earmarked okay. for programs or whatever, right? But it's uh it's looking pretty decent. Yeah, basically the only full, thing sold out know. is the eight section set aside for the teams, right? There's some other no, things. No, the are sold out sections are, are are not the team ones. There's the three upper levels that are blocked off for some reason that have no availability. Okay. Not sure why that would be, but the team sections are one eighteen, you know, one oh three, one oh seven, the corners, right? There's, what are we in? What are we're, we're in block? One eighteen and one nineteen. So we might not be the whole yeah, section. We might be like the top half or something. Yeah, it's the bottom half. So those two that are that are no, no, they're pretty. Those two are pretty much gone. There's yeah. only like six seats left in those sections. Yeah, which so, I'm assuming is because they're blocked for the teams yet. So correct. Yeah. So. Out. Yep, and then the, a couple of the corners are also blocked out. But we're, you know, you're talking about wanting to be maybe in the upper deck above the misfit section. There is no upper deck in that section. The only upper section is. Uh, on the other side of the rink. So, 
Yeah, that kind of there, stuff. There's no, there's no. I was, I was really hoping we'd have tickets right above the Misfits, so even if we weren't with them, we could help force them to cheer more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure we can yell from across the arena. I, I can be loud. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, and like you said, uh, I've dealt with that before. <laughs> I don't expect it to be sold out, so it's not like we can't get closer if we want to be. So yeah, I, I think for the the Misfits game, there's certainly the possibility, or for the Tech game, there's the possibility of sneaking over there into the section. Yeah. It's it's a it's an NCAA regional that's not in Fargo. It will not be sold out. And uh, yeah, yeah, and even if it gets anywhere close to selling out it, with a single session ticket, you know, half the fans aren't going to show up until the third period anyways because they're there for the second game. Sure, yeah. there's going to be some that want to see both games, but you're always going to have a little probably bit of a lot turnover. of there's probably a lot of Michigan fans that aren't even going to be in Allentown till halfway through the Tech game kind of thing. Right, won't get because they're trying to get in. Traveling. They're trying yeah. to travel late Friday afternoon instead of or if uh, like uh, we are, mm-hmm. or if they're in town, they're at you know a bar pre-gaming, like yep. most of us would be before our game. So yeah, well because they don't let you leave in between. So yeah. <laughs> right but, but either way it's 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 another year we're going to regionals i'm not sad <laughs> you know it's no. not an expectation certainly growing up to to get to go to regionals every year and you know the fact that this is our fifth year going to one is in the last what ten the last 10 years or so is, five is and pretty ten much years, uh, five and nine tournaments that's pretty cool i'm not sad by this <laughs> I'm not sad by this at all. Me neither. Um, does anybody else just want to win a damn game now? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I am. Like I, I want to see Tech win a win a game before I spend the money to go to Pennsylvania. But if we get out of Pennsylvania, I am booking my tickets to Tampa that day. <laughs> I am. Uh, I, I'm staying back for this one and watch it at home. I understand. I know. Um, Dustin and I both stayed home for Bridgeport. Um, partially because of work, partially because of family stuff, and uh, and we we had a watch party here in the Twin Cities, and and that was heartbreaking enough to watch that from from a bar. Um, it was not pleasant in person either. Yeah, I think the one thing to remember in all of this is that even though Michigan Tech has struggled to to win four straight times here, that you can look at St. Cloud and Minnesota State as like once they broke through they both got to frozen fours they both got to national championship games and that can happen to michigan tech we have gotten to the point now especially this season where you have a team that we expected to be rebuilding that reloaded somehow and i think the the recruiting prospects look way better than they have in a while overall like top to bottom uh like obviously a kid like Kyle Kukinen who wins rookie of the year in the CCHA which I don't think any of us really expected that a couple weeks ago even with his year just because of how deep the forward rookie class was um like that's pretty awesome and then have Blake Pietala be player of the year and Joe Sean be coach of the year when even Joe didn't expect this uh, it's just nice to be back again and and also to be back in a way that uh, maybe like the one thing that's very interesting to me is like, you know, before these two, the, the two previous ones, we only got in because we won the tournament. 
Um, uh-huh. And it and it's I don't, it, but it also feels like Michigan Tech. Like a lot of people last year thought that Michigan Tech kind of gamed the calculation because of how they performed in overtime, but overtime didn't hurt them as much as it would have before. And and then this year it 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 feels similar where like Michigan Tech nationally at least, but I also feel like part of the problem with the national perspective on Michigan Tech is that the CCHA is really thought of as Minnesota State and everybody else until somebody else does something in the national tournament. I think that's going to persist to some extent. Um, so you know, Michigan Tech finding a way to beat a team like Penn State, a Big Ten team, even if they are struggling here, nobody's going to remember that Penn State was struggling going in. If you beat them, it really helps perception. And then if you can somehow beat Michigan or Colgate, uh, you know, and get yourself to Tampa, I think that really, really helps the CCHA as a whole to not have that that national view of a one-trick pony, that it's all about Mankato and everybody else is just fighting for Senkit which has been the case since the since uh, Fair State won the conference title, I think, in like the first or second year, right? Well, I mean, Bemidji had their – they beat Wisconsin the one year. They had their little glory. Right. So we've had some other wins. No, I think but... that, that the more we do that, the better off we are. And, and, if, oh, and, if, you, and if you can get to the point where Minnesota State and – and Michigan Tech or Bemidji or Northern are thought of as teams you don't want to play this time of year. Like, like, do you think Gopher fans would be as upset if somehow Tech was in Fargo instead of Mankato? No, they wouldn't no. be complaining. They'd be talking about the next game. They, no, they'd hard. still be they'd still be mad because they'd still be mad that they got the six instead of the seven. But I don't think it'd be as bad as it is now. No, because they're they 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 don't care about the numbers. Like I said, they care about it. Mankato and Saint Cloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, the The perception has nothing to do with the the actual rankings of folks. The perception is one hundred percent based on the in state rivalry teams. The perception of having teams that are going to be even more motivated to beat them, you know, uh, in the, that second game. Yeah. I'm looking forward to them just, you know, getting Holy Crossed again and not having it matter. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost Holy Cross. It was. We were so I close. To but instead, <laughs> now it can be two former Huskies with the chance to knock them off, right? Tyrell Tyro Buckley yep. and yeah. uh, Datama are both there. Datama are both out there. Yeah. yeah. I, I also think um, some of it, too, is like... Like, I asked at least a couple people, specifically DX, I'm like, what did you want them to do? They can't send Penn State to Fargo. Minnesota deserves to be in Fargo because it's the closest. North Dakota's not there, so you don't have that excuse to move them away. Could you, could you imagine if that regional went the way it did and the magic happened to make North Dakota the 16th seed still? Like, if well, whoever it was. <laughs> yeah. Like, if, 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 RIT, if Dakota, RIT had been higher, high enough. Higher than North Dakota. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because if North Dakota was a legit 16, then that's where Minnesota was going. You know that, right? Like right. 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 Yeah. 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 Would have been unbelievable. So oh, as much it as they're complaining so about good. it now, it but, could have been so much worse. 
slash better depending on how you look at it <laughs> yeah and then like the whole i don't know like it just feel like i asked them i'm like what did you want them to do their hands are tied by the fact that penn state is where they are in the pairwise and they're a host you can't do that and he was like he just kept vehemently talking about how like i don't i like it still hurts. Like, I can't worry about that. And I'm like, well, much like our Facebook post comment thread that we had the other week on uh, on Tech Hockey Guide, uh, it's the same sort of thing where it's like, it's blank criticism. Like, you need to give me what they did wrong constructively instead of just complaining that you're stuck playing St. Cloud if they win. Like, or Mankato if they win. Like, you still have to beat the Canisius. So like, it's not really the committee's job to protect Minnesota after the first round, right? It like there's certain amount of bracket integrity that you try and keep, but at the same time, like once Penn state screws up bracket integrity, it is what it is. And you're going to have to beat three good teams to make it to the, to the champ or to win the championship, regardless of how the bracket falls. So there really aren't any bad teams left. No. No. I mean, Canisius isn't real good. but Well, that's why I said three. <laughs> They're uh, in the 40s in fairways. So. But they won a conference tournament. So You can win a conference tournament. You're built different. <laughs> you might not okay. be built better, but you're built different. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's just I, – I, like, I don't – understand why like i understand why some people had their brackets fall the way that the committee ended up doing it but at at the same time to me it felt like shuffling the third line was unnecessary and i didn't think that was something the committee quote-unquote was supposed to do but on the other hand if the committee can more consistently do stuff like this to try and quote unquote have atmospheres at all the regionals, I'm all for it because it it makes it more likely that Michigan Tech could potentially host a regional at Van Andel as that relationship grows. Because we know the committee's gonna try and make sure that if there's a Michigan school in the tournament, they're gonna play there, right? Like I feel like maybe that's the message they're trying to send here is these Western schools can host because we're going to try and do the best we can to give you at least three teams that will bring some fans and well long term that's a good thing right i agree if that's the case i i agree with what you're saying they just picked a really poor example of for applying that logic i think yeah because obviously i don't think that logic applies if if penn in penn state's a seven and St. Cloud's the eight. I think Ohio State's still in Fargo, right? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to look. Because it because it I think they would have kept the eight nine matchup over forcing Mankato there. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah. And and like we said, like obviously we had some complaints from some people where they thought it made sense because of how close Penn state and Ohio state are to flip them and make it easier by having Penn state, the nine be in Allentown with somebody else. And then you can have Ohio state, the eight in Fargo, but everything I've ever learned from any of the bracketology stuff I've ever read is the committee can't do that. 
like the bands are the bands you can't flip eight and nine now yeah i, I don't do think, i don't believe they're allowed to do that i don't think they're allowed to do that but i also wouldn't have a problem with that changing where eight and nine could be flipped or or uh 12 and 12 and 13 could be flipped if it fixes some issues especially if you somehow had uh like imagine if Harvard was also on the four band this year with Cornell and Colgate. Right? Like that just creates havoc with the bracket that a certain team has to go play Quinnipiac because they're a one. So in that case, I don't have as much a problem if they could do some kind of exception to get uh like was it last year or the year before where there was like three or was it like seven Midwest teams in the top eight or something where it was like really hard to do anything that made sense. Cause they're all just stuck there in the same, mm-hmm. in, at the top, it was like Quinnipiac and then seven teams that weren't out East. Yeah. And, and that makes it really hard on the committee to do anything about attendance. Cause you want attendance favoritism to be shown to the teams that earned it. The top two bands, not third and fourth like you it's not fair to give providence a home game when they're not even hosting in providence as a four seed like just to make attendance okay like that's where i feel like the committee has has shown favoritism they shouldn't whereas i don't really have a problem with what they did the only problem i have is my hopes were set on bridgeport because our trip was shaping up to be nice and like i said earlier i thought the path to the frozen four was easier but i don't really have a problem with what they did overall but as long as and i know the committee changes over time and hopefully later this year we're gonna try and use our connection with harrison to get bob daniels who was on the committee this year on the podcast to kind of talk through like after the fact how they kind of got to what they did and and really how they do it which i think will be a really fun conversation if we can have that in the in the off season here but yeah it's just I really hope this is a sign of what's to come and that like uh, Toledo, when it's hosted, shows some favoritism to have a bunch of teams from Michigan and Ohio if they make the tournament that year to try and make sure that some of these sites are a success so we continue to have, we can have more regionals that are in the Midwest and West that aren't in Allentown. And I don't have a problem with Allentown being a host. I just feel like it should be treated like it's an Eastern regional, not. Yeah, that's my problem. I don't think it's not worthy of hosting, but it it doesn't need to be hosting at the same time Bridgeport and Manchester are. We might change our mind on whether we think it should be hosting after we go there. Well, that's true. Maybe we love Allentown. It doesn't sound sound real nice. Uh, As someone who was there last year, you're not going (laughs) to. <laughs> it, it doesn't feel Midwestern. I'll say that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It, I mean, someone it, from the Midwest has got a bit of venue. That's the other trouble. Yeah. Yep. And, and we actually do have turn around Grand Rapids and all that. And... I mean, we do have some decent options. I mean, I don't know how decent they are, but like the there are future sites that are hosting regionals that like could be successful. Like I think. Um, I don't I, know I, where the rink is for the for Lindenwood. That's Greater St. Louis, but 
but I think that's kind of cool that we've got, I think we've got St. Louis next year, greater St. Louis. We've got Toledo coming up again, hosted by Bowling Green. Um, the next time it's in Sioux Falls, which I think is next year, is not hosted by North Dakota. It's hosted by Nebraska Omaha. Uh, that's so good. that's good. As long as you can get like the problem with the West was that every year or every other year we basically had a, ho- a region hosted by North Dakota and a region hosted by Penn State, and that's what we were stuck with. And you didn't have hardly anything drivable for somebody from the state of Michigan, and it's just frustrating that that whole part of the country just gets left out. But like you said, Matt, one of the problems is there are only a handful of sites that you can host a regional in, in Wisconsin and Michigan that meet the criteria. There is one in Minnesota, all of Minnesota and it's the X it's too, well, I guess target center technically could do it, but like those buildings are too big for a regional. They don't, they're not going to have the atmosphere at those. Yeah. And, our and they just don't have a point. right, the right size re- building in the yeah, I think our best hope at this point is hoping that the Kalamazoo K Wings actually follow through on making their downtown arena and having Western bid that. I really think that's our best chance at the actual, like, real Midwest regional right now. What is that? that How big cool. is that supposed to be? I, I, I have not looked into it at some time. I am not okay. sure, but. Because Fargo's pretty much as small as it can be. Yeah, it'd uh, probably be Fargo's even... Fargo's too small. It it kind of is, especially for what it Fargo's too small as long as North Dakota's the host. I don't think it's too small if anybody else hosts and North Dakota has to wait to know if they're actually going to be there. All right. So I think it's time to talk about who's coming out of where. All right. So who's coming out of North Dakota? And why is it Canisius? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Griff's, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're not the only Golden one that said Griff's that. Today. The nation. I think I think Biddy's rooting for the Griff's hardcore. I'd like them too, but I think it's tough to think of any other team than Minnesota coming out of that regional. I think yeah. that Minnesota State St. Cloud's gonna be an interesting matchup, but I at this point I think it's tough to think of anybody but Minnesota coming out of that regional. Yeah. I I kind of agree, but I'm gonna I am. I'm just gonna be contrarian, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say, um, Saint Cloud does it. I think Saint Cloud can can beat Minnesota, and then well, especially with a whole bunch of North Dakota fans cheering for him. I mean, Larson's got to get out of one, get to one more Frozen Four uh, before he leaves for Wisconsin, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> We we had a good conversation about that a couple weeks ago, and the one thing that came to mind after the discussion, because I had basically said, "Why would Brett leave?" And then about an about two hours after we were done recording, I realized that he he has to work and live in Stearns County, so maybe he'd want to leave. So, um, I I think he's probably front runner, top top two three candidate for that job right now, and and I do think, I think it's Minnesota, but. But St. Cloud is not far behind at all. Yeah. But I do think one thing that can play into that, I, I guess they have the off day now, but Minnesota, Minnesota State versus St. Cloud, whoever wins that game is going to be far more taxed than the Gophers are, I would think. And I think that can really play into getting out of that regional because mm-hmm. Canisius is just going to get chased from that game, I think. I, I don't think. I don't think they... 
I don't think it's going to be an interesting game at all for a, a one four. Uh, where I whereas I think Colgate could at least make it interesting and keep it interesting for a prolonged period of time. I don't think that's going to happen with Canisius. I just think that they're they're barking up too good a tree. Yeah, that and like I feel like coming off the loss against Michigan, Minnesota is going to be kind of looking to prove something because um, that was a game they they had right. Like you're up yeah. three to two in your home barn, all this energy, um, and and then you let Michigan crawl back. Um, I, I feel like they have like Bob Motzko has complete control of that locker room now is going to get those guys to really buy in and really like put everything into, into that regional and that matchup. Um, Cause you know, you're only as good as your last game and their last game wasn't exactly the best they could play <laughs> um, to say the least. So, you know, it, it, if, it, if he can roll that into getting them motivated for, for Canisius, like, you know, I, I feel yeah, like that's going to pay off. Yeah. I think it that's did have one of the prettiest galvanize. I was going to say it, just, it did have one of the prettiest goals I've ever seen. The... Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the one where Stephen Holtz is, is somewhere in the, the third row. Yeah. His, yeah. His ankles were just turned into a fine powder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so before we move on to the next region, I do have one question that you, you sparked with the way you, you phrased that. How long have you been covering Michigan? Uh about two years, uh, so, counting this one. So that's so you haven't covered you hadn't covered them when regional when the conference tournament was neutral site then, right? No. Okay. Nope. So watch, what are your, watch a few games. But. So what are your perceptions of the the Big Ten tournament being on campus sites? I love it. Thing? Yeah, it's amazing. Um, because no matter where the games are, it's going to be a packed house. It's going to be students who are rowdy and into it. Um, and and even like when it's an, an, an older crowd, like uh, the was the Wisconsin series, it wasn't a lot of whole a whole lot of students. Like there's still a bunch of people who are passionate about the team and care versus like people just going because it's on like a Saturday in their third town in Allentown. Right. Like, yeah. you know, it's people who care and really like are passionate about the team and have had this lifelong fandom. Um, and, and it's that payoff, right. For that team being successful to get to pay, to play in front of that crowd. Um, I, I'm a huge proponent of, of host sites being it. Yeah. I've seen a lot of number one seeds of NCHC fans kind of digging on, on the big 10 for that. And not even realizing that it was at Mariucci because they're the one seed, not because they're the host of the the tournament or anything. And I was like, you guys do realize that if it wasn't for North Dakota, you guys wouldn't be at the X either. Like the only reason that the NCHC tournament works is because of that fan base. I don't care how well Duluth or St. Cloud or, anybody else draws that tournament doesn't work without the North Dakota fans. Uh, and it, and no matter what we do, we're never recreating the old WCHA final five and what it was for the last decade of that conference. Yeah. That, that unfortunately has uh, gone by the wayside and is a relic of a better time conference wise <laughs> for, right. for things. Right. It, it's gone. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, but I just saw the a lot of said for the, the the old CCHA tournament too. I mean, that had a lot of the big time powerhouses come into a big, yeah. big thing too. So it's, uh, it's definitely one of those things where it's sad to see that it's gone, but uh, it is what it is. Right. Right. And, um, and, you, and the other thing too, is think, you got to remember that we tried to rotate it and that's really hard to ever get enough yeah. people to go. Cause why would any, anybody in Michigan ever drive to the Minneapolis one? And why would anybody from Minnesota drive 
to the Michigan one unless you're a diehard fan because it's yeah. you'll just go next year, right? Like it's <laughs> it's hard to to make that work. Um, but yeah, I think that's enough on that. Matt, what do you got? What next? What regional do you want to go to next? Let's go to Manchester next. Let's go in order on, the way the bracket has on, it. Um, so on, we got Denver, the, Cornell, BU, that, and Western. Hold on, before we jump to that last one, I think I think the team that comes out of that isn't Minnesota. I think it's the winner of the Minnesota State State Cloud State game. Okay. I, I don't think Minnesota makes it out. They they breeze through their first game, sure, but that second game against an in-state rival, they're getting taken down. Well, okay, be different. Rob, pick but, Mankato then. Can, yeah, I mean, consider this. I, I don't. Um, Minnesota will probably. I don't care have an which one of the two it is. There. And St. Cloud and Minnesota State are probably going to beat the hell out of each other, and they'll probably get a relatively fresh Minnesota. Doesn't the matter. Every, I don't know. Everybody I knows there's, there's four a day games between. left to play at this point, and there's, there's a, a full day, day in between now. I think that's a big deal. I still think Minnesota comes out, but anyway, um, Manchester. We got Denver, Cornell, BU, and Western. I am going to i think it's a western denver final and then i have difficulty picking between the two but i i want to make the homer pick but i think the safe pick is denver i don't think it's a safer pick Mm-mm. not with their problems i don't know the health of crona right now no. he if got Krona's pulled hurt. in the cc game he was hurt for the entire uh weekend before that and the last weekend of the regular season so there's huge question marks there in goaltending for them that 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 I would not pick them to be out of there. And if if somehow they could have won, like in spite of that, just because of good play, and they had ended up in Allentown instead, I would have been like almost as thrilled as Bridgeport to have the chance to either play the team that beat Denver in the first round or Denver wounded right now with, with Corona being a big question mark. That's a good point. But yeah, I I don't know. And then the way Western played us, it's hard not for me to pick them. But they can't. I mean, also we got to remember that Western got swept at home by CC and like one of the most head scratching like series of the entire <laughs> yeah. season. And then and then CC <laughs> and then CC shut out Denver. Yeah, yeah. So and then their and then their leading scorer just got signed to a three year contract in the NHL. So. I think he was like the first NHL signing after uh, of the season for a, a, a NCA free agent. Yeah, I think our Western bias is showing a little bit here. When we're only considering you know Denver and, and, and Western, and no one's talked about Boston at all. Yeah, I I, I just, just want to see say... BU cry. I, 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 I don't think it's either, but I just <laughs> no, I definitely think, I think BU's BU got a chance. Out of this one, yeah, yeah. and they're yeah. they're oh, quote yeah. unquote There's... kind of at home, right? That this is. It, uh, I don't know who who's the official host for this one though. It's not them, right? I think it's UNH. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, so I think yeah, I think correct, it's yeah. I think it. Uh, I think it's the winner of the West. It's Western BU, right? Or no? Who's, yeah, this is Western, Western, yeah. Western BU. So I think it's the so winner of that. I game. think that second seed game comes out of it again, right? Yeah, I'll give you that. I I I am now that I now that I'm. Looking at the more full picture of this, I still think I I am gonna go Western. Just because yeah. well, I I think Boston University is a legitimate. I think every team in there. I don't think I think that's probably one of the strongest uh, parts of the bracket. I think every one of those teams has a real chance of getting out of there. But I'd like to see Western. 
I wouldn't mind um, it from a you know in-state school perspective. Yeah, but uh, I, I think Boston comes out of that one. I think BU as well. They, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Wilmer Skoog. He's kind of a rat. Um, I think he's going to have a field day with Western, and BU is oh, going to get a lot of power plays. We had to beat uh, BU in the championship of the Desert Hockey Classic. So that's right. Yeah, we are familiar with Wilmer Skoog. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to do Wilmer Skoog things. Yeah, exactly. watching them lose. <laughs> he just broke yeah. some kid's wrist, like, and got suspended over the weekend. Like, <laughs> he's in he's in yeah. prime like postseason form. He's ready. <laughs> All right. So, well, guys, well, guys, I'm picking Cornell. So, <laughs> all right. <that's, laughs> all right. Honestly, not a bad pick. I don't hey, think I there's a bad pick in that bracket. Yeah, in your. <laughs> <laughs> in my fake bracket. <laughs> All right, let's uh, skip Allentown for now and make it last. Let's go to Bridgeport real quick. Uh, do we think it's going to be Quinnipiac, Merrimack, Harvard, or Ohio State? God, I don't know. I think this is because I you know, when you think of like a blue dud like program in college hockey like a, a program that's been around for a long time that's got all the resources it could ever need that's never done anything the first one that comes to my mind is ohio state and i think that this is a favorable bracket for them to come out of i think it's your bean pot runner up harvard out of this one <laughs> <laughs> i think harvard's ripe to be exposed and i think ohio state's the team to do it I'm picking Quinnipiac. I'm All right. taking Merrimack. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I would take Merrimack, whatever. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Ohio State. You Are you still Ohio taking State. Merrimack, Tim? Yeah, I'll take Merrimack. Why He's not? rocking with Merrimack. I like it. All right, so here we go. The hardest part of this whole prediction thing is remembering this when we actually have to, you know, <laughs> fill out a bracket. What we oh no, audio. on paper it's totally different than audio. It's it's not oh, yeah, the same. On, on it's audio, like, it's like transcribing see. English to Spanish. Rob, it's different, dude. Rob, on the podcast, using my <laughs> rational thinking brain, Minnesota comes out of North Dakota. You've got what tech, I'm going to put on that paper. All. You have what I'm going to all four regionals on your, your paper bracket, right? I am going to have the Golden <laughs> Griffins winning on my bracket because if that happens, then nobody's going to be close to my bracket, and I'll get the fifty dollars off the jersey order. <laughs> but, if there is ever another one, we'll see. Yeah, exactly. You but bug um, about that, but yeah. All right. Um, I'll be real with you guys about Allentown. I think this comes down to the winner of Michigan State or Michigan Tech. Wow, I got us wrong and called us. Oh, my God. You called us Michigan State? (laughs) Look at that. Look at that. Turn in your husky card, man. Jeez. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, (laughs) Oh, wow. All right. I think it's the winner of Tech. I've never been so insulted. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't don't think it is. No. I don't think Penn State's coming out of that. Yeah, that's why I think it's it's the well. I'm saying it's the winner of Tech Michigan. I think Michigan beats Colgate and Michigan Tech beats Penn State, and that's the okay. I think it's the whoever wins the well, yeah. matchup. If it's if it's Tech playing Michigan, it is whoever wins that matchup. <laughs> <laughs> that's the regional final. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. I just think both those teams are going to be in that final. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think we break, I probably just we finally. Portal, but... We finally break our, our our going and disappointing people voodoo of the first round matchup. I like our matchup against Penn State, like we've talked about. I, I do think we win our first game. 
Um, and I think Michigan breezes past Colgate. Um, Colgate got lucky to keep Harvard out. I actually watched the end of that game, and I don't think Colgate sniffed the uh, other end of the ice <laughs> for most of the third. Uh, they basically just uh, played their heads, played out of their heads to actually avoid overtime in that one. Uh, I don't think they recreate that against Michigan. Michigan breezes past them, and we get the. Uh, we get the salty Michigan West, Michigan Michigan Tech uh, matchup out, out in Pennsylvania, and we can all see what happens there. <laughs> we get the Pearson Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> all loser, I know the loser has to clean that... it all. Oh, how, about, no. how about the Mc... <laughs> how... wait, wait, <laughs> yeah. No. I was gonna say we could call it the McInnes Bowl because he played at Michigan and coached at Tech. Yeah, that's a much better choice. Probably much but, yeah. more respectable. But, yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Um, did we want to talk a little bit? Did we want to talk a little bit about what our potential plans are for in Allentown if people want to join us? Yeah, the only problem is is most people won't hear this till Thursday because that's when we drop it. But maybe we can yeah, try and push out a little early for those who it, don't need the thing. Yeah, but if it's published Thursday, then they can hear it before Friday afternoon. Still, I guess. Um, so yeah, why don't you kind of go through it, Dustin? Well, I think. Um, so the three of us, uh, Rob, Tim, and myself, uh, we will all be traveling to Allentown. Um, and I think we're going to be trying to co-opt the uh, the Alumni Association Tech Gathering, which is at it's at the, the Fegley's just in outside Allentown. the arena yep. in Allentown, just outside the arena. And I think it starts at 3 o'clock. Um, and I believe we're going to try to be there about an hour earlier, an hour before that. Um and then there are there's some potential for doing some recording some live podcast segments um, pregame and potentially postgame. Um, but I don't think we really have a plan for what we're going to do postgame. And that is probably going to depend on the results of the game. <laughs> right. If we win, we're going to try and record a postgame show live during the Michigan Colgate game. If we can get Dirk to give us his radio booth for that part of the game. Uh, I haven't heard back from Dirk, but I'll probably try and call him tomorrow to see if we can do that. Kind of like we did for the GLI where we just recorded a live show. Hopefully we can get a player or a coach on kind of talk about what happened since I assume they'll probably stick around and watch the other game to see who they're going to play and, and how that works. Um, and that was a lot of fun at the GLI. So we'd like to try and do something like that again. And then if that doesn't work out, uh, we will probably record. We'll probably go set up at Fegley's in Bethlehem, which they also have one there, which is right next to our hotel and try and do a live show, live recording there um, and try and invite some of the tech fans that want to come to, to join us there. Especially if the, especially if Fegley's is good in Allentown, I wouldn't think anybody would mind going to another one of those to hang out and talk tech hockey. And, um, and if the team wins, we're going to probably walk around with Rob's phone or my iPad and try and get some live reactions from fans that we can kind of include. The, the, this, this, this episode and all the content we're pushing, we'll probably just be pushing it out. I don't think we'll spend a whole lot of time on trying to make it uh, like Patreon only. We're just going to clean it up a little bit, kind of put the intro outro on and get it out there. And then... Uh, like that live reaction stuff, you know, if we win on Friday, we'll probably be pushing that stuff out and kind of treating it like uh, Dirk treats all the highlights from the games and maybe just kind of shove it in the show somewhere where it's kind of fun just to have people reacting. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, the only the only thing I would say is if if we're going to do a little live reaction stuff, we may want to consider staying close to the arena where more fans may be post game. But we'll have to figure that out when we get there. And I would imagine we'll be posting something out on Twitter what, what our plans are when it gets to be a little more clear. Yeah, not Twitter and the Discord channel, right? So yeah. Obviously, that place that you were attempting to set up a pregame social before the Alumni Association posted one uh, might work for something like that. And we can mm-hmm. certainly see, depending on what time we actually get to Allentown, we can kind of try and talk to somebody about being able to do something or whatnot. Because yeah. the other thing is, is setting up all the microphones and the mic stands and everything isn't a five-minute job. So uh, we've got some time, although we've got a little more practice. All right. Anything you want to plug, Connor? Um, this week we should have some stuff coming out. MichiganDaily.com. Um, some some preview type content. Um, yeah, and we'll be we'll be covering the game. So hopefully we see a uh, Michigan Michigan Tech matchup. I know those haven't gone uh, Michigan's way the past few years under the the certain former coach, but uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes in the the new era. So. All right. Anything else, guys? I think I'm good. I'm good. Uh, keep an eye out on Twitter and Facebook for a post about donating to help send the misfits to Allentown. Obviously, by the time this drops, we will know how much it costs and whether or not it's happening. But I'm guessing by Thursday morning, we might not have all the money we need yet, but I think we'll be close. So I think it's going to happen based on the estimates that Dustin and I and, and Harrison Watt had kind of provided us the only real concern i have is if those estimates truly include the fact that we're going to need two bus drivers i think that's my biggest issue now is if if those quotes are for one bus driver we might be in trouble uh because i don't know how much of the cost goes up to have the psychic guy there because we need two for how long that trip trip is so uh, i think that's it but hopefully we'll have something about that on Tuesday, and we'll be plugging away, trying to make sure we get enough money. One minute to cover remaining it. in the podcast. That should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash tech hockey guide. Patrons at our white level or above get question priority uh, and access to our Zoom chats when we have those. We need to have one here. We'll try and do a, a couple of them this summer or this off season to, to kind of catch up for how bad we've been about those. Patrons that are back, black level or above, receive access to extra podcast content, including extended versions of every weekly podcast. Patrons at the gold level or above receive access to unfiltered YouTube video of the podcast each week. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Chasing MacPod or at Tech Hockey Guide. You can submit questions through our Twitter, Facebook, or on our Patreon page. We didn't get any this week. I was kind of surprised. I thought we would. Um, but we also didn't ask till like 4 o'clock today because we weren't sure who our guest was going to be. So that kind of probably played against us. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe on the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, We get more money if it's on Spotify, so do it there, guys. Uh, If you can't find the podcast on your site of choice, please let us know. We'll make it happen. The more you rate, review, and share, the more people you can reach. So tell your friends. If you give us a five-star rating, Dustin will read the review. You leave no matter what it says. So let's get some ratings and see what you guys have to say. Uh, once again, thanks to Fibke Dental in Rhinelander, Wisconsin, and Livonia Technical Services uh, for being our sponsors. And finally, thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at the thank you notes.bandcamp.com. Thank you.
You've been listening to the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA.